Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, episode 48. As always, I'm your boy, Hirsch, and with me back again is the hype man, Wes. What's good? What's good, Gator Nation? Happy to be back. And as always, CJ, the man, McCann. What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. Brand new week here. No commits this week, man. It's It's been, you know, it's been a minute since we had no commits to talk about, but hey, Hirsch promised you a few weeks ago at the end of June, we'd go through and we'd talk about, you know, how this class shaped up after the month of June. And that's what we're going to do this evening. We're going to go through position group by position group and, and kind of say where we think this class is at as of now, kind of the halfway point, maybe, a, you know, a little more past the halfway point. But, um, you know, and, and, and talk about what we think each group has and if it's complete or incomplete, needs improvement. Um, you know, and just just hit it up and talk about maybe some guys that are still out there that that we're after. But as always, guys, make sure you go out, download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, maybe this is the first time watching the show. Hey, go ahead, hit the subscribe button, drop a like on the video and leave a comment down below, guys. It would help us a great deal. And if you entered in for the giveaway last month, we want to go ahead and tell you we're going to do the drawing for the giveaway on next week's episode obviously this is a holiday week i had a lot going on the last couple days wasn't able to go through get down all the people that that subscribed liked and left a comment i'll be doing that this week and we'll be doing that giveaway for the scared money don't make money t-shirt from our good friends at alma mater and if you want to go check out any of the other merchandise that they have we'll drop a link for their 
website in the description below. Check out our good friends at Alma Mater, man. They have some great, great merchandise, including the new uh, golf swinging gator hats and tees and things of that nature to go support our uh, national championship, you know, golf team. So check that out, as well as some of the baseball merchandise they had. Support those guys like Jack, you know, who's still going to be here. That goes towards his NIL and things of that nature. All right, boys. Well, we're going to jump right to it, man. Um, No real recruiting news right now. The staff is on vacation. They're taking a well-deserved couple weeks, uh, refreshing themselves before they jump right back into it, man. Uh, We got the cookout at the end of July on the 29th. That's going to be the big, big recruiting event that previously kind of was Friday night lights for us. Now the barbecue is going to be the big, hey, let's get the recruits together, try to get some more commits piled up. But there's not a whole lot of room left. And that's what we're going to talk about is who's still on the board. So we're going to go ahead and start right off the top. Obviously, quarterback DJ Lagway has been committed since last December. I think we can all agree that that is a uh, satisfactory on the quarterback position. No, no need improvement there. Um, obviously we might go for another portal quarterback after this season. I wouldn't be surprised one bit depending on what happens this season. Uh Oh, DJ's having some air. <laughs> Got it there. All right. Had a little feedback, but we're good. We're good. So we're going to move on down. We're going to. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about DJ. We've said everything that you can say about DJ Lagway in the quarterback position at the University of Florida. Um, running back. Now, obviously, we've had some shifting at the running back position with Chauncey Bowens decommitting, flipping to Georgia. We have Kanan Daniels in this class. So, CJ, I'm going to go to you first on this. Do you do you think we need another running back in this class? Is this running back room still needs improvement? Yeah, I'm going to put it needs improvement be, because I, I think there's room to grow there, whether they do that in the portal or they get another back, or, you know, recruiting-wise. Um, it's just one of those positions where I think that we have a really running back-heavy offense and you need as much depth as you can get. Now, at, at this point, you could definitely make the case that we probably need some more experience depth considering uh, where we're going to be next year with Cameron Carroll and uh, Montreal Johnson, most likely gone. Um, you're, you're only going to be left with one season back and that's Trevor Etienne with a sophomore Trey on and a freshman Kane and Daniel. So it's going to definitely going to be like, you, you really want somebody who's a pretty experienced guy in that offense. So, when they do that, I'll, I'll bump that up to satisfactory. But right now, you need some more depth. And that's nothing against Kana Daniels, but he's still a freshman. He's going to be a freshman when he gets here. Um, he's going to need somebody else to play with, you know, to to really round out that room. What One name I want to throw out there maybe to keep an eye on for that second running back um, that hasn't really been brought up. We haven't brought it up on this show is uh, Derek McFall. Mm-hmm. He's a play, he's a player out of Tyler, Texas. Keep that name in mind. I just wanted to put that name out in the out in the atmosphere for you guys. Let you know that you know that that was a possibility uh, going forward. That maybe he gets a look if if someone else falls through. I also know that they're still trying to look at uh, Lyle that went to and committed to Ohio State. Um, that running back position. I mean, unless they're going to flip somebody else, that that spot's getting kind of tight. Uh, 
I mean, I know Stacy Gage is still out there that could possibly be flipped from UCF if that was a road they wanted to travel, but I don't I don't much foresee that being. Wes, I'm gonna go to you with wide receiver room, man. Um obviously we've got we got Jerry Hawkins committed, you know, a couple weeks ago, Isaiah Williams, the speedster from Tampa. We got two really, really fast guys um in this wide receiver class, but you need one or two more for sure. And um and I'm I'm putting that still it needs improvement too, especially with five star quarterback in the class. What do you what do you think about the wide receiver room as it currently stands? Yeah, I agree with you. Um you, you want to kind of have at least maybe one top one hundred receiver. Uh when you have a, a quarterback the caliber of what we are bringing in with DJ Lightway, uh you want to be able to have a guy that um that you feel not saying that this could happen. Um, but you want to feel like this guy can compete to start day one soon as he stepped foot on campus. That's the type of guy when you got a uh, quarterback like DJ. Uh, and, and we feel that way about Eugene Wilson and uh, um, uh, can't, Andy Jean now. You know, we, we feel about that. We feel that way about those guys. So it doesn't mean that the guy has to be top 100, but you should be able to look at the film and say, yeah, that, that guy probably can come in and, and translate into a day. And I don't think those two guys right now, they're, they're, they're going to need to come in. I'm not saying that they can't, they can't um, but based on what I saw on the film, they do look like guys that, you know, that they're going to need some work in. And I like Billy G to develop those guys into guys uh, that can be able to possibly play doing in the future. But I'm still looking at a guy like uh, Chance Robinson and uh, Jeremiah Smith. I want those two guys in the class. And uh, to your point, that the wide receiver room definitely needs improvement, especially when you got a, a guy, especially DJ Lagway in the class. And And don't, don't totally count out the staff still working TJ Moore as well. We know he committed to Clemson, but you know, the staff, as we've said several times, they, they never give up on these kids. And I wouldn't be surprised if you hear TJ's name come up down the line as well as a kid, they're still trying to, um, you know, get flipped over. All right, Wes, I'm going to, um, actually, no, I'm going to go to TJ real quick before we let Wes vent on the offensive line a little bit. TJ, TJ, what am I saying here? I did it twice. I was like, did I really? <laughs> I thought we were talking about a commit. I yeah, know. I thought he was going back to more. That's what it was. I was thinking about <laughs> TJ Abrams talking about the daggum wide receiver room. <laughs> I, TJ Abrams was stuck in my head. That is another kid, obviously, that's still out there. But I think he's kind of yeah. – I think we've kind of moved on with him with two smaller speedsters in the class already. Um, CJ – Tight end room, uh, I believe it's now kind of said that the Gators are going to be okay with only taking one tight end in this class. Previously, it was said to Amir Jackson, obviously right outside the top 100. Uh, you, you think we did a we did what we needed to do at the tight end position? Yeah, I'm, I'm completely satisfied with, with where we're at because you've got a guy that's a really high-profile tight end prospect you didn't get, you know, a three-star guy that you're going to come in and work with. This is a guy that's a highly rated recruit. He's a guy that can come in immediately and based on where the tight end room looks like right now, aside from Arliss Boardingham, he can come in immediately and try to get reps and play. Um, so yeah, I'm completely satisfied with the job they did to get a kid like Amir Jackson. Great player. Um, he's an athlete. He's going to come in and fill the role. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him work out with the wide receivers a little bit with Billy G. Um, to try to kind of take advantage of his athleticism. So, yeah, I know I'm I'm completely satisfied with the job that the that the uh, the tight end room has done. 
um, to get a guy like that. And, you know, don't count out, you know, maybe adding somebody in the portal because where the tight end room is now, I really don't see a lot of the guys that are there. If they don't break out this year, I don't see any reason why they'll stay. Or, you know, you might end up having to have some difficult conversations with a few of them because you need to free up the scholarships. And, you know, those guys are kind of just hanging on. Um, no offense to them, but that's just kind of, you know, the the nature of the beast. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see them definitely go the portal route with another tight end if we have the space. So, no, but I'm I'm completely fine. Amir Jackson is a great talent, and I'm, I'm glad to have somebody like that in the uh, in the class. Especially when you say, given that at least at Florida so far, you haven't seen the tight ends get a ton of usage. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough to sell tight ends until you show some of these guys actually getting some some action. I think it's a tremendous do- job by the youngster Russ Callaway to get this kid in this class. I mean, we wanted Matthews. Obviously, we pivoted after Matthews went to USC and and ended up with a great tight end regardless. So I think great work there. We, we got us a good tight end. All right, Wes, let's talk about the offensive line. I, I know this has been your uh, your nagging point, and we want to we really want to cover this because it looks like things aren't getting better. Before I mean, getting they're not going to get better. They're going to get worse, at least in the immediate future. We have Mascal, we have Mike Williams, and we have uh, the dancing German. Portigen in the class. Obviously, all these kids, three stars. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Portenhagen. Portenhagen. Okay. Portenhagen. Thank you, CJ. That's what we have, CJ, here for the tough tough assignments. Because that one, you know. Um, he finally did get ranked, thank goodness. He, you know, he came in around 920 or somewhere in that in the rankings. So, that helped us a little bit in the rankings aspect. Um, we watched Callaway this week commit to LSU. It looks like for right now, until we hear something different at this show, that uh, Westfall is trending towards Clemson as he announces next week. Um, these are both guys that we had on official visits in the month of June. Wes, I, I I think uh, unsatisfactory is probably your ranking, but I'm going to let you tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unsatisfactory. And I know you guys are probably giving an overall grade for the for the class uh, or, you know, satisfactory how you feel about the as far as the offensive side of the ball. I think we should do that as well. Um, but this group in particular brings me down to a C plus as far as the offense overall. I, I give them a C plus DJ uh, kind of is carrying that as, as the A plus type guy. But to me, this is a high D and it's not that I don't like the guys. It's just that you, you, you can't get a four star <laughs> offensive lineman. Uh, somebody, uh, these guys, and it, to my point, I, I feel like these guys can be developed. I like the, I like the, the uh, He's from Germany, right? The, the the kid that's from uh, Germany. I like I like his feet. Like to me, that's key playing offensive lineman. You gotta have great feet to do that. So it's not that I don't like these kids or, or anything like that. But to me, you gotta get and, and this, this carry over from last year. I had a problem with the offensive line and what they were doing last year. When you got two coaches, when you're making the the, the money that you're making, you gotta be able to deliver it. And we can't. And we, we're selling it 
like we did with Heaven Seal. Some people are selling it. Well, maybe we can, we can develop these guys, you know, and, and they have a track record of developing guys. That only goes for so long, you know what I'm saying? And maybe they can do some things in the portal. Maybe that, but as far as we're just talking about recruiting and what in the state of it right now, and they have been very, very underwhelming the last two cycles as far as recruiting. I mean, I love Kearney. Kearney's probably the, he's been the best guy they've gotten all, out of nine or ten guys, and 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 that's that's not good to me. That they have been horrific. Uh, they have to pick it up. To me, they bring the the overall class down to a C minus as far as offensive side of the ball speaking. Uh, right now, uh, I, I would love to give the class a B, but I'm at a C minus because what we said about the wide receiver room, love the the tight end and the quarterback. To me, are carrying the whole offensive side of the ball right now. In my opinion, I don't know what you guys take will be. Like I said, I, I hope to hear it because I want to. We didn't we didn't discuss how we felt about it beforehand. So uh, just like the fans will be listening, I want to hear what you guys have to say in general as well. But that's how I feel. I feel like the offensive line and 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 us doing uh, Bowens uh, kind of brought brought the class down to me. I don't I don't disagree with you as far as I believe the offense. And since we're sticking with the um, you know the satisfactory needs improvement, the offense needs improvement. I mean, the offensive recruiting right now is not matching the defensive side. Now, granted, we did get some great playmakers last cycle. You know, I like what we're we're doing as a whole, but you obviously you lost the quarterback out of the last cycle. So you you need to start getting some hits on some bigger offensive guys. I completely agree. We need, I mean, Jeremiah Smith is not going to be the savior of this class, obviously, but Jeremiah Smith would a guy like that would absolutely catapult and and make the offensive class be like you wouldn't you wouldn't question a lot of things. <laughs> now, is that likely to happen? No, it's not. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's oh well, it's just a matter of time. It, you know, if if Jeremiah Smith happens, it's going to be one of the biggest recruiting coups of all time. <laughs> but um. Yeah, you need to flip maybe a TJ Moore or Chance Robinson. Yeah, you need to go out there and close on a Jordan Seaton. Yes, as an offensive lineman. Um, Jordan and, Seaton, and, needs, he needs to be currently this year. Seaton needs or, to be and, well, and you probably still need they you you need five from what I've heard. They'd like to take five offensive linemen, so you still got to find one more in all that shuffle. Like you said, you you can't live in the world of projects because. For every Osiris, there's going to be five to six that are just that that may not pan out. It's 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 a you know it's a tough road to hoe. CJ, what would you um what would you grade the offensive class at this point? The offensive class, put it, it needs improvement. Um, there's some things and some things that need to be addressed. We again, offensive line is one thing. I like I like Mike Williams. I like uh, Mr. Portenhagen. And I like uh, Maskell. I think that they're three pretty good prospects. The problem is, is you need to start to crack up into that upper tier of prospects when it comes to offensive line because we don't have a lot of those guys already. You, you need to need to change that because we, we, we don't have a lot of depth there. You cannot rely on the portal to produce talented starting offensive linemen because most of the time those guys have jobs and they ain't leaving. Um, then you run into the mess of just the portal. Like we saw with the young man from San Diego state, you have to deal with a whole bunch of crap 
trying to to do that because it's like free agency. Um, so that's something you don't want to deal with. Again, like I said earlier, you definitely want to try to get another running back somehow because of depth issues. Um, unless, you know, the only other way I could see, you know, that all panning out with just taking one is by some stroke of luck, Montreal Johnson decides he wants to play another season, which I don't really see happening if he does what he did this year um, again. So, you know, again, you have DJ, and DJ's great, and I love DJ, and we all love DJ, and we want DJ to be here, and we're thrilled and over the moon to have him. But, you know, it, it's kind of like you can't <laughs> – you can't have you know the one the one great the one great star and then you can't look at anything else you know it's it's not it's like he sticks out in a bad way you know what i mean like he just sticks out like it's like wow that guy's really great but like where are the others that you should see with him you know you see like these great things that like georgia does or or texas a&m would do where they'll get a five star wide receiver and they'll get a five star running back and they'll get a five star off as a lineman, then we're not doing that. Um, not to say we're recruiting bad players. Again, I don't have a problem with who we have. I think we have a very good, solid class. I'll put the offensive class higher than West. I think it's a B. I think it's solid. Um, but it, there's so much more that you need to do if you want to take the next step. And like you said, last year you took three wide receivers that I expect to be main cogs in the offense for years to come. Those guys, I, I don't feel like Mizell will will burn his red shirt this year. I think he'll probably get it because now with the rules where you can play in four games and still keep your red shirt, I could definitely see Mizell doing that and staying, you know, keeping his eligibility for another year. I expect Gene and uh, Wilson to play, so um, you know, definitely not going to red shirt him there. But they'll, you know, that's to me a more of a benefit for DJ coming in next year. So there are some pieces that we have added. And of course, Treyon Webb is here and then you have Trevor Etienne for another season. So it, it helps. You've got some guys, but you need to, you need to really start to beef up these big impact playmaker guys because you need guys that can come in and contribute as early as possible in the situation that we're in. Right now. You can't take four or five years to, uh, to develop because, you know, you really don't have that much time and Billy Napier knows that. So, hey, whatever they feel like they need to do now, but I I think I'm going to put it at a B for now. I think there are some things that can be done that can be fixed. Yeah, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Um, Like we said, this isn't a bad offensive class, so before anyone gets upset and thinks that we're, we're, we're trashing the offensive recruiting as a whole, we're not. We're absolutely not. We're just wanting us, like, you know, Wes put it out there a long time ago. This was the class. This was the class that was going to be Billy's, you know, go forward, show them what you're made out of class. Um, he's got these established relationships. You, you've done all that legwork. Now it's time to put it together. And there's just a few things that are lacking. Now, some of it is, especially offensive line, There, there isn't a good, class of offensive linemen, especially in the state of Florida this year, is very lacking in talent-wise on the offensive line in the state of Florida. So you have, you're having to go outside the state to try to get a lot of these guys, and it just hasn't helped. It hasn't worked out. So that that's one thing. And, and the same, I mean, outside of a couple of receivers, the receiver class in Florida wasn't what it usually is either. But, I mean, you know, and then you have Brian Hartline out there 
taking all, <laughs> taking whoever he wants. So there's still plenty of time to get a few of these things done. If you wanted to flip, maybe if you wanted to keep working a chance Robinson, if you wanted to get a second running back, go out there and, and push hard and put your chips on the table for a Jordan Seaton that's at IMG. Um, you know, plenty of time to, to fill the few gaps that are left that would really make this a complete satisfactory offensive class. All right, guys, we're going to slide on over. We're going to talk about defense, and I, I kind of grouped this together. Like, I kept the edge guys with the, with the defensive line. We're going to talk about the defensive line as a whole because um, because chaos has is, is really kind of put himself together another solid defensive line class, it looks like here. Obviously, there's a few chips still on the board. We'll talk about that in a second, but you've already got starting with edge, you got Jamata Waller in the class. You've got Burrow in the class, the big time defensive tackle out of Hampton, Georgia. You got Nasir Johnson out of Dublin, Georgia. You got Amaris Williams out of North Carolina. You know, this has been a really good, solid start to the defensive line recruiting. Now, you still have LJ McCray out there. You still have, uh, Robinson, the defensive tackle in Orlando, even though that one looks like he may be heading to Texas, but you've already really done well at at the defensive tackle position. So, and you still have some guys like Jordan Ross out there that are that's heavily considering Florida. CJ, what would you currently grade this defensive line class at? Um, it's got to be to me an A satisfactory or even exceeds expectations. Um, I mean, these are solid players. You've you've filled necessary positions. You've added an an edge who by all accounts should probably be a composite five-star if, if, uh, you know, three would get their ish together. Yeah. If all three get their damn head out of the sand, they, they figure it out. Um, so you have him who's like the jewel to me of that, that side of the football and, then you've uh, got Amaris Williams, who again is another kid that if on three would get their head out of their ass, he'd be you know much higher than what he is. Burrow is a guy that's not going to shoot up charts because he's not going to put up a bunch of stats because it's not what he does. Um, but he builds a position of being an absolute monster on the D line, and same thing with Nasir Johnson. So you've you've really beefed it up to add with the guys that you brought in last year. Um, on the D line with Will Norman and Cersei and Kelby Collins um, and those guys. So you really kind of got yourself a young nucleus of players that are going to be coming in to kind of flip over this defense that you're, you're probably going to see. I think a lot of these guys are going to make immediate impacts, but you know, I have no complaints to the defensive line. Me either. I, I think chaos and I, Mike Pete still needs to show a few things. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there, but. As a whole, this defensive line class is matching up real nicely with the with the class you brought in last year, plus the transfer portal acquisitions. Um, defensive line has become has instantly gone from what seemed like a weakness to a real strength. I love what we've done, but what I love even more is what Jay Bateman has done this cycle. Jay Bateman in this show was was a leading contender for outing Jay Bateman a cycle ago. You know, Bateman Goddess was a hashtag that we we came up with. Um, 
And Bateman does, in fact, got us. We've said it over and over again. Wes, I'm going to let you talk about this. Darius Hayes, Miles Graham, Childs, Aaron Childs. This is an A-plus, you know, exceeds expectations linebacker core in my eyes. What do you say? Yeah, definitely they exceeded expectation of what we were thinking. And uh, last year, and, and I, we kind of we said this on uh, a couple pod, well, I, I know I've said this on a couple podcasts. We saw the on-field improvement of uh, Bernie. And we were saying to ourselves, if he can recruit like he's like we see the, the light switch turned on for Bernie, he's going to be a hell of a guy here at Florida if he can do that. And he proved us right. I mean, we, he didn't prove us right. He he did what we were hoping that he would be able to do. And just like we uh, – it's this old saying, the, the linebacker position is the quarterback of the defense. Where the recruiting reflects that, we got a five-star quarterback and we damn near got three five-star linebackers. Um, so Bateman is doing a hell of a job. Uh, nothing – I don't think I need to elaborate on this for a long, long time about it. I mean, no, we've kind of, we've kind of yeah. talked, we've, we've begun to say, <laughs> sing Jay Bateman's praises for a while now. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I mean, this is three dang near top 100, depending on what ranking services, you know, they all, they're all, they're all pretty good. On three yeah. is really dropping the ball on some of these rankings. Um, yeah. Darius Hayes is down there under 150. Graham is somewhere in the same ballpark. On three is not is not been our friends. I think they're about to do a re-rankings. I believe CJ had told me that a, a week or so ago that they're getting close to doing a re-ranking. So hopefully, yeah, all um, three of them are our top one hundred though. But they, yeah, they should be I, top fifty. All three of them what, should be what top. Can, what can you say? I mean, this is the best linebacker hall we've seen since the Urban days. It, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Um, but studs across the board to yeah. go with. Jaden Robinson, who we already thought just by seeing the, the small samplings that we've seen is an up-and-comer that may have been been underranked last cycle. But, of course, he moved from safety to linebacker, so he was still learning the linebacker position. Now he's going to be coached. Um, the things you hear are – at first we heard kids didn't like Jay Bateman, but that seems not to be the case from things I've we've, I've heard lately is that Kids really like Bateman, and he's got a lot more personality than people put out there. Um, but he's a hard-nosed coach at the same time. And hard-nosed coaches get things done, man. I mean, you know, like you said, we saw the improvement in the room. Shamar James is going to look to really show that going into this year. He's got the ability, if coached and, and developed correctly, to probably be an all-SEC caliber linebacker. So we're going to see real quick. All right. We're going to shift to the DB room. And and this is one that, that, you know, we all love Corey Raymond. There's no doubt about it. Everybody loves Corey Raymond. But this room right here is incomplete right now. Now, it's hard to complain when you have a five-star safety in your in your commitment class already. Xavier Filsamy, outstanding pro, pro, you know, prospect. And then you have Josiah Davis, who's still kind of a project. That's kind of why I got tripped on that word. You got one that's a great prospect and one that's still kind of a project. And you've got a a board full of kids that are still out there that you're still really pushing for. Um, You've got Bam Bam Mincy at Mainland that you're still pushing for. You've got Jamari Howard that for some reason we can't seem to get him on the campus. It's kind of, you know, we were trying to get him all June and stuff kept coming up. 
And now, you know, it's kind of that, hey, you pretty much need to see this kid show up for the cookout or things might get kind of iffy on Jamari Howard. You've got um, Foster, who's going to be probably committing this month, that we look real good for. But that kid's kind of a an unknown right now. He's Raymond loves the kid, but there's not a whole lot of out there on him, except that he looks good when he works out. <laughs> um, he hadn't been playing football that long. And then you've got some other guys down the board as well. You've got Wardell Mack out of Louisiana, who's going to be visiting again possibly this month. Um, but Corey Raymond has some work to do. CJ, do you what do you feel about this DB room? Yeah, D's improvement is where I was going to go. I, I'll throw out another name. Don't don't give up on Jameer Grimsley. Yes, absolutely. Yet. I meant to mention um, that, but thank you. I I know how these these guys recruit. I know how like they how serious they are. Uh, how late Florida got in on the recruitment of Jameer Grimsley to make his top three, with he never took an official visit. Um, you know things moved fast with him. It seemed like you know maybe Alabama rushed that commitment because they didn't like the way it was going. So uh, definitely just don't don't keep an open mind about him. Not saying he will flip because you know most of the time. You know, the percentages and everything, all that good stuff says, you know, kids that commit usually stay committed, and that's fine. But I'm just saying don't don't throw him out. Don't, you know, discount him for sure. I think that, you know, um, you know, Alabama isn't as locked down, you know, tight-lipped about their kids as, like, Clemson is. You know, we see Alabama's kids take visits all year. Um, you know, Nick Saban just feels that confident in his ability. So, um, yeah, that's another guy, but – you're definitely at a place where I don't think it's even close to finish taking shape. You're taking Josiah Davis, who I feel like Josiah Davis is is a more of a special teams piece because of his kick return ability. So I don't even know if you really could add him to the DB class. I understand that's the position he's listed at, but I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not completely sold. That's why we recruited him. Um, and then you, it feels to me again is the five-star talent, the second best or the best safety in the class, depending on where you look. So, you know, you're definitely showing that you can do it. Um, and another thing with, with Raymond, if you go and you look at his all-time recruit commits list, you'll see a lot of names that you recognize, a lot of guys that are in the NFL that have three stars next to their name because he's – that good of an evaluator and that good of a developer that I think, you know, definitely has earned his, well, we're going to wait and see, you know, approach. I think it's earned us being patient because he is that good. So, you know, don't doubt him. He's, he's the man when it comes to this stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely just incomplete. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, there's a fair way to judge him yet. I, I think we give it till December and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to say the same thing about Corey Raymond. He, He's a hell of a football coach for a reason. Now, I'm not trying to say the same, you know, go in a different direction that we can keep a different energy than we were saying about the offensive line coaches. Uh, Corey Raymond just has much more of a proven track record when it comes to these kind of things. Um, I know Rob Sell, I know Rob Sell has put guys in the NFL, and I'm not saying that he has it. But that was, you know, he was also coaching at a different level then. We got to see some SEC caliber. <laughs> and, and Raymond had a good haul last year. So he's shown his haul last year was fine by me as well. So. Yeah. I mean, we saw Jakeem Jackson way down, almost borderline 
you know, three star when he first when we first went after him. And then when by the time, you know, the end of the cycle, he's up there top 100. I mean, and that's you, you want to see those kind of things again. Teddy Foster is one of those guys that I feel like is yeah. is going to is going to rise greatly. You see a lot of big schools are, are courting the young man. Miami being probably uh, n- the number two school right now in the running for him. Um, so, but once again, you want to see these guys get closed on. You don't, you want to see, obviously, uh, Mincy should be almost a layup. You never want to say that in recruiting, but he should be. Um, and hopefully we see that come about soon. You've seen some kids come and go too, like Denson committed to Michigan State, but Denson was a kid that had his chance. He had his chance to be in this class. He played around. He went to Alabama because he thought Alabama was being serious. That didn't happen. He went to Oklahoma, thought he had a chance there. Played himself out of that, too. So you you see out all the time. These kids, you know, they, they think they're going to end up at a school. Chris Jones also being a very notable guy in that situation. Chris Jones had his chance when he took his official visit. They told him, hey. If you want in on this, you better get in on this or else, you know, you shop, we shop. And he went ahead to go check out Georgia, and that's probably where he's going to end up. And there ain't nothing wrong, I guess, with ending up at Georgia as a linebacker. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not like you ended up at a, at a bad school. But if you wanted to be at Florida, you played yourself out of it. This is how it has to happen. I'm glad to see the staff making these kind of moves. So, guys, as a whole, where are we where are we at right now, Wes? I'll start with you. As far as the defensive class, are you are you satisfied with the defensive class is right now? Yeah, I would give the defensive class uh, an eight. Um, I, I I mean, and that's with if you look our weakest position group, we went through three: D line, linebacker, secondary. We say the only one that needs improvement is secondary, and we're gonna have two five stars on the team, and one of them is from the secondary. And that's the one we that needs improvement. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So that that's that's where we at there. We love the the D line class. I mean, the the linebacker class is an A plus, and we only have two commits in the, in the secondary right now, and one of those is a five star. And like you said, we should have two Xavier's hopefully here soon. So, um, whenever that kid decides to commit, so I, I mean, I'm 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 happy. We know about the improvement that we say with they that they need. Um, but uh, as far as secondary is concerned, but this is an A uh, for me as far as this class. I'll give A minus just because the secondary is able to do some stuff. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know what else. I, I want another, you know, I wouldn't mind another guy on the D line. Um, linebacker is set. You give me, you give me uh, Xavier uh, Mincy. Uh, hopefully, you, you talked about uh, Howard. Hopefully, we can get him on cap. Hopefully, the cookout he can come. Uh, I mean, we can do some things with him there. Uh, we think we're good for Foster. I'll be happy if we can get those three. Uh, I know two of those three probably more feel more uh, better about than than Jamari uh, Howard. But uh, I'm 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 gonna got to get his class an eight minus right now. All right, CJ, what do you got? I give it a, a B plus just because the secondary is lacking. Like uh, you know, you've got a great player, but you know, it's just you need some more. You need some more pieces. Um, and I'm not saying that won't happen because, again, it, we're just now starting July. We're in the mix for a lot of kids. You're going to see a lot of commitments, you know, between now and into August. So um, I'll give it a B plus. You know, it's right there on the verge of being an A. 
just just need to see more from the defensive, you know, back side of the football. And I, I think that, you know, Corey Raymond's going to do that, so I don't think it'd have any problems. These are just like midterm reports, right? You know, you can always get better. You can also get worse, but you can always get better. Um, and I, I think we're going to be getting better here pretty shortly. Hold on, Hurst. CJ, so just a quick question. So you gave the offense a B minus and the defense a B plus. You, but I feel like they're so far away from each other. CJ's just CJ's keeping it real, man. CJ's just keeping it real. That's what I'm asking. Like, because the offense, that offensive line is. You now, I guess on, I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing as as a as a thought process here. This is just. This isn't where we're saying the class is like going to end up. Yeah, this is man. where we think we feel like it is right now with plenty of pieces still to be added. And I, I know not- I know some people are going to listen and be like, how can you not give this class an A? We're, no. You got to remember that we're, we're also projecting a lot of this too. Like this is where we're at and still saying that there is work that needs to be done because obviously you're not done yet. Go yeah, ahead, I just CJ. Want to be harder on the offensive guys like I was. I've been I have been as hard as I possibly can be. Pause. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Amazing, oh, amazing. Jesus, I'm Jesus. mute from Mike. No, I'm mute. Lord, there, there, this is a family program. There will be no. There will be no. No cussing on this on this television program. Easy there, baby Billy. <laughs> No, but uh, I think it, I think it's I think it's fair. I think the offense has done good stuff because I like Isaiah Williams and I like Jare Hawkins. I think that we're, we're really down on a wide receiver room with two guys that are absolutely electric athletes that don't get enough credit. They're going to show you exactly what they can do. Jare Hawkins is higher than any of the wide receivers that Florida State's got at the moment. So I mean. <laughs> I hate it for you, but he's he's a great player. So, uh, and Isaiah Williams is a guy that I think is going to rise up boards through the year because he's that good. I think you just added two wide receivers that are starkly different. You don't have the six foot five, one hundred and eighty five pound kid that can go up and get it like like Jeremiah Smith. And I think that that's why everybody's so down on it. But you look at Amir Jackson, who's a great talent. He's almost knocking on the door of a top 100 spot. You've got three offensive linemen. Yeah, they're three stars, but they're all massive. They all have a great build. It's not like we got kids that are six foot one, 220 pounds like John Hevesy. So, you know, these guys are great players. And then you have a quarterback that is arguably the best in the country. He's definitely in the top three. So I'm not going to downplay the offense as bad. I, I think B-minus is solid, especially with what we did last year with gaining wide receivers and getting a good running back. So I, I'm, I'm going to keep him there. You know, I think there's some spots they need to make improvement on. And, again, it's just one of those things where it's like the defense to me is you're putting in an incomplete grade, so it's going to bring down everything else. Now, if you start – once you get with say Mincy, we're talking A-minus, a A-plus. You know, because you've you rounded it out, you filled your needs. So, um, definitely some some things to work on for sure. But I, I think that the defense needs to needs to add, you know, another piece on the D line, and you know, another def- couple of defensive backs, and then we'll be set. But where they're at right now, just because you know, you know, we're not complete there yet. I think that you're going to be we're going to be talking like a different story in December. I think we're going to be extremely happy by the end of this thing because. Where we're at right now, we've set ourselves up to finish extremely well. 
I agree with you. I agree. I, I'm kind of at the same spot too, though. Like I'm at that B plus, and I'm only at B plus because we have to fill out these remaining spots. Not because I don't think that we have an absolutely fantastic base to this defensive class. It's it's unbelievable. Now you go out and you add Mincy and LJ McCray and a Teddy Foster and. Let's say you take Kendall Jackson, who we haven't even spoken about yet, but is highly likely on July 20th to commit to Florida as of right now. I mean, those are four guys right there. Before you even talk about, do we get Jamari Howard, who's 50-50 probably right now with us in FSU, um, but he does need to show up on campus again. Let's just put it out there. He, He needs to show up again or else then you're going to have to pivot. But it say you don't. But say you keep working a Jameer Grimsley and, and, and flip that kid, who we haven't been recruiting that long. Remember, this is a kid that we made his, his final three for that never took an official visit. <laughs> so that recruitment is not over yet. He just had been recruited by Bama longer, felt more comfortable at the time, and made his commitment. You see kids do it all the time. You also see kids change your mind and say, well, you know what, I'd, I'd rather maybe I'd be a little closer to home and things like that. Um, let's We'll see how it shakes out. But right now, I mean, as, as total, at 17 commitments right now, at the end of June, 1st of July, we're, we're the number three class in the country. There's nothing to be t- tremendously upset about. Yes, offensive line recruiting could be a little stronger. We feel we all kind of agree with that. That's great. We do need one more wide receiver that's probably of a bigger body type to go with the two speedsters that we've got that CJ talked about. We do need two more, at least two more guys in that defensive back room. And if you top that off with one of, just let's throw out a fantasy here, a Jeremiah Smith or a Jordan Ross, one of those guys are – I don't want to say Jamari Howard's a fantasy because we've been right there at him since before he decommitted to Michigan State. So there's some names out there that you're still on the board for. And remember, guys, if you're still here listening as, you know, we've rambled on a little bit, there will always be a guy or two that pops up that we haven't even talked about. Um, Always. (laughs) <laughs> and and I and, and I didn't even throw Jordan Seaton into that one, you know, who's the number 43 player in the composite rankings right now. So if you were able to close out on him, if he stays there, that's another top 50 kid that gets added to this class. So at, there was a time where I didn't think this class could be top five because I did not think we were going to take the numbers. And now that I think we actually are going to take the numbers because I think the staff feels way too good about too many kids not to take 24 to 25 kids. Top top five class is there to be had. You absolutely can achieve it. So where we're at right now, you know, I think we're as a whole, we're satisfied with the class. We, we did a great job in the month of June. Obviously, that seven commit stretch really – you know, put us where we needed to be. Um, th- we're just here to talk about, hey, where do we need to go from here? And that's what we're kind of getting at. We need another good 
our two offensive linemen. Yes, we need one more wide receiver. We need two to three more DBs. And, yes, we, we need a couple more defensive linemen, um, LJ McCray, Kendall Jackson, Jordan Ross, whoever fits, you know, fit wherever we fit those pieces out. And this class could be the most damn amazing class we've had in a long, long time at the University of Florida. And then you start talking about where we should be. So, once again, guys, this isn't a pro. This isn't an episode to bash what it hasn't been done. This is more of a, all right. This is where we're at. What do we need to make this class amazing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You give me a seat in the office line is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you've absolutely okay. The doubts start to subside. You know what I yeah. mean. Jesus, um, if you if you got me Westfall, I'd be over the moon. I'd, if you made a phone call, it changed his look, mind. I'd be over the moon. And we say Westfall as of now, we feel like com- committing to Clemson. You know how these things go. Uh, you know, at this point of when Mascal was supposed to commit, everyone would have told you he was LSU. And then five days later, he commits to Florida. I mean, it. it the staff's working, man. Um, like I said, they they've been on vacation. I think they get back. Ar- this weekend and, you know, and then hit the, hit the door running, but don't think just cause they're on vacation, they're not making phone calls and text messages and everything else too. <laughs> yeah. They're whiteboard, man. Come yeah. On. yeah. They ain't whiteboarding in the lake. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> the way Billy Napier works, he probably didn't even really take vacation. He probably, he probably took the kids down to Disney world for a day and came on back. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. That's all we really wanted to do with this episode was kind of talk about where we are and where we'd like to go between now and December. And then, of course, you still have till February if you miss on a couple of guys and whatnot. Um, The class is heading in a great direction. I think we all agree with that. I know some people will say, well, we need this and we need that. And that's what we're here to talk about. We have the time. You know, last month it was, hey, man, Wes. Hey, it's freaking June. Freaking June. Calming them down, man. And now we're top three class, 17 commitments. It's freaking July. We got plenty of time now. Time to get serious. Narrow your board. Narrow your focus and say, all right, these are the guys we're zooming in on. We got like 15 to 20 kids that we really want, and they're getting all our focus. And you can give them that because you've got these other guys already done. Great job by the staff. Helping you recruit now. Yep, yep, absolutely. And you've seen almost all these kids at this point shut down their their, their recruitments. It's a fantastic job all around by the staff. We're very pleased with what we've seen, and that's making our job a lot more fun here on this podcast. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to some of our rants and rambles. Um, hopefully you agree with some of the things we said, and I'm sure some of y'all have a different opinion than what we said. If you do and you're watching us on YouTube, First off, make sure you're subscribed. But after you do that, leave a comment down below on what you think you'd like to see this staff do and give your grade down below. Yeah. Go ahead, down below. Satisfactory, unsatisfactory, needs improvement. Break it down if you want to, man. You you got you got you know, you got a lot of characters you can use in the comments. So go ahead, drop it on down there. We'll read them. We'll drop a like or leave a comment to your response. We love it. We appreciate it. And as always, guys, make sure you download us wherever you get your podcast from. CJ, you got anything to add before we jump? I just want to make sure you guys remember to always support us as creators on all our platforms on Twitter, Facebook, uh, the, the YouTube channel, 
you know, uh, we're going to, like I said, we got Patreon stuff coming up pretty shortly. We're going to start announcing things we're going to start doing over there to try to help out now that YouTube's kind of up and floating good. Uh, so check that out and also keep checking out our friends at Alma Mater. They just celebrated a birthday today. I think they've said they've been in business now for 12 years. So congratulations to them. Um, make sure you check out their products. Use our link in the description down below uh, to get, you know, it helps us out, you know, it helps them out, lets them know that, you know, we sent you and uh, keeps a good word in for us so we can keep doing cool stuff for you guys with them. So we really appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Um, and, you know, let's let's keep pushing. June was a great month. Let's push on forward through July and August. We got football coming up. This month is the last month with no football. July is it. July is it. We go back to football next month, the 31st. We're going to be kicking off in Salt Lake City. So we're just creeping up. It'll be here before you know it, guys. And then we'll be in full gear hitting the ground running. Yes, sir. All right, Wes. We didn't have you last week, man. Send us home. Yeah, appreciate it, uh, you guys. And as everybody knows, yesterday was Independence Day uh, in this great country we live in. So, uh, thank you all servicemen and women out there who uh, serve in our armed forces. We thank you guys uh, for what you do uh, so we will ever celebrate on yesterday our freedom. Uh, don't take that for granted. I live close by here to Shaw Air Force Base, like 15 minutes uh, or so. Uh, so not even 15 minutes, probably like five to 10 minutes. So, uh, But anyway, uh, I love what you guys do. Uh, thank you, guys. It, it gives us the ability to do what we're doing now, which is uh, uh, do this podcast to you Gators fans out there. So thank you all for supporting us. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators, guys. Catch you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.